We just heard two songs by the Monkeys, and in the studio now is my next guest, and they are Antonella Segre. She's the CEO of Connect Groups, and good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I, it intrigues me, the whole organisation. Amanda Muir, she's a Media and Communications Officer. Good, Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Okay, well, let's start out with assuming that people don't, don't know anything about Connect Groups. Okay, so um, sometimes some of your listeners may remember Connect Groups previously was known as WISH, the Western Institute of Self-Help, and mm-hmm. uh, around about 2008, it rebranded itself to Connect Groups because actually the word says what we do, and that is that we connect individuals and families and carers to our extensive network of support groups, which we have here in WA. So no matter what has happened to you, chances are that there is a support group. Absolutely, absolutely. So we have um, over 600 members um, and they go right across chronic conditions, mental health and also those adverse um, situations that you will face um, in life. And Amanda brought some of the stats so she can give you some sort of an, more of an indication. All right. Yeah, so I mean, we have a total of 142 groups just in the regions alone. Um, And we have across mental health, we have 180 groups for chronic health conditions, 175, 84 for genetic conditions. Uh, We have 35 for carers. Um, We also have groups for disability, family, grief, LGBTIQ, um, pretty much everything that you can think of, Mm -hmm. there's always a group for. And why do you think it's important to know that you're not alone? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we we advocate part of the role that we also do as Connect Groups is we advocate of the benefits of support groups and the role that they play. Nothing beats peer-to-peer support. And what we say is, is that... um, Often there'll be gaps in our health system and our mental health system um, and that's where the group steps in. And it's so fantastic from a human point of view is to be connected with others that are going through your same journey at that time. And, um, and you know, it's, it's evident, you know, there's so many groups. And what can people do if they decide, I'm, I'm going through this and I, I really want the support of. Yeah, so if you know if if um, someone out there is, is struggling, is is distressed, then you know they can just call us um, at Connect Groups, and um, I can give those numbers out um, either now or, or later. And what you we, could give them, but yeah, yeah so they can out. call us directly on o eight nine three six four six nine o nine. We're in Burragoon. Um, or otherwise, you can drop us an email at info at connect groups. That's got an S at the end, dot org, dot au. And then our community development officer um, will get back to you. So what we do is we, we hear your story and then we identify the support group or, or also other services that might be really good for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, with... With connect groups, you 
It's better to call in, right? You, people don't show up at the office. At no, the it's not a drop-in centre. So really the way that we connect with people is th- directly when they call us or they send us an email or a lot of other people actually just access our database. You know, we were talking on uh, Friday, weren't we? And in in the old days, there used to actually be a directory and those directories used to be found in the hospitals and in the libraries, but then, you know, times have changed. So our directory actually sits up on our website. So one can just Google Connect Groups and find it's www.connectgroups.org.au and uh, you just put your keywords of what kind of a group you're looking for and it'll come up and it'll also show you the map, how to get there and the key contact person of the group. Terrific. And uh, I'm talking with Antonella Segre. She's the CEO of Connect Groups, helping support groups and individuals. Is this in every state or is this just here? No, no. Well, let's say that... um we're very lucky because the WA government believes in the work of support groups, so we're, we're funded. Um, unfortunately, in other states across the years, um, they've been defunded. So we know we've got a sister organization that is still up and running in Queensland. Um, and I think one is still running in South Australia. But we're quite unique and uh, we actually um, are very grateful for the fact that uh, we're able to do the work that we're doing and we are able to be the voice of support groups to keep them going so that then members of the community, when they're in need, have the group that they can go to. Mm-hmm. And do you ever get any feedback from somebody who's been helped? Um, yes, we have received we have received feedback. Do, do you have anything? Do, do you have one off the top of your head or Amanda? No, not off the top of my head, but I think it's um, important to share that we do follow up with individuals. So people who do contact us looking for support, we actually provide uh, one week and one month follow up calls to check in to see if they're still being supported. Um, and we did record a number of digital stories as well, which you'll find on our website of stories from real people who have attended real support groups, letting them know um, the benefits that to their mental health and well-being um, from attending the group. I just remembered there was a couple of weeks ago um, that we did receive a call that someone called back to the office and actually said, thank you so much. That call and that connection has actually supported me in being in a better place. Um, and especially with COVID, um, you know, there's people I've been having, a, you know, there's been an increase. We all know there's been an increase around mental ill health and that sense of feeling isolated. And um, even though we're so lucky to be in WA, um, but what I'd love to let your listeners know is that regardless, the groups have been running, they just moved to online. So a lot of our groups at the moment are catching up on Zoom and mm-hmm. uh, becoming more digitally literate. So, yeah, so we, we've got a lot of beautiful stories. So we, we, it's a, it's, I've been leading this organization for 12 years and um, absolutely adore the space that we're in and what we can do both for the community and for our groups as well. Oh, wonderful. And do you find that there's um, gender equality as far as people reaching out for help? Yeah, so I have to say that, you know, 
um, 80% of support groups are really led and attended by women more than men. And we actually did a piece of work a couple of years back around, um, and it actually came from the support group members themselves, which is how do we engage effectively with men? Because, you know, we're all used to, women tend to just naturally and organically share. And um, so we developed this resource. It's up on our, our website. And, um, and uh, you know, we there have been so many downloads. I, I believe that there's going to be an increase in actual men's support groups out there. Oh, wonderful. And now we've just got to get them to talk and share. We do. But there's different ways, you know. So, the, you know, the traditional model of a support group, which is everyone just sitting, sitting, actually is, it's been transitioning. We have one of these groups, which is for men dealing with post-traumatic stress. And this lovely gentleman, I'll give him a shout out, Gerard, mm-hmm. um, and um, what he's done, he's engaging with men through music. Um, so they catch up and they play music together or they um, cook together. So there's different ways of actually coming together within a supportive environment. And men are, are thinking a little bit more outside the box in order to attract other men. All right. I think that's wonderful. Maybe things are changing t- slightly as we go along and men being more open with their emotions because I think men have been brought up to deal with stuff and not really talk about it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, recently, um, pre-COVID, the state government last year um, launched its men's um, health and well-being policy. So men are very high up on, on their agenda. And I think that a lot of work has been done in the last, I would say, six years about destigmatizing mental health, and um, and um, which is fantastic, which is where where you want it to be, and then being able to be more open. It reminds me a bit of Gus Warland, who brought up that "Are you okay?" That's right. Yeah, and and to really stop for a moment and ask somebody, "Are you okay?" and be prepared to listen if need be. That's right. And, you know, one of the things which is the philosophy of the organization is not to just ask that question, are you okay, on that particular time, you know, where we have our you okay week, but really ask the question all the time. And um, But I think that's what COVID has done. It's actually brought a lot more of community together. There's some amazing stories of, of, of you know, of... Um, great acts of kindness and i think um that are you okay is just going to start to become part of our everyday yeah and just talking a little on COVID, we are lucky here we're very lucky i think there was nine cases this morning um i heard from a friend back in the u.s they're confined to their house yeah even when they wanted to take their dogs into the vet they had to stay in the car with the vet and the nurse came out and got the dogs. Yeah. Well, WA... That's how strict it is. Yeah. And WA's done a, done a, done a great job. I think the McGowan government's been um, fantastic and, um, you know, it's been led by the Department of Communities and um, Connect Group's been involved as well. Part of, part of that process, we were part of the, and we still are part of the mental health task force to basically continue to bring information up to government about where we're sitting is um, around new and emerging vulnerable communities due to COVID. Um, but 
right through it. I think uh, Amanda worked very, very hard during COVID just to keep all of our support groups up and running and becoming digitally literate and uh, worked on our website to get that information. But um, but yeah, yeah, very lucky. You mean for a time, did the support groups have to meet online? Yeah, so a lot of the groups who would traditionally meet um, face-to-face, some of them actually needed a fair bit of support in order to meet virtually, um, to come up with new and innovative ways to keep engaging with their membership. Um, So we played quite a large role in supporting them in finding new ways to meet during the lockdown, particularly. Oh, gee, yeah. I'm... uh a lady friend of mine, an elderly lady, she was finding a, like another language to use Zoom. and. But, you know, we found that, you know, it was really quite, you know, there's always this sort of, you know, um, everyone thinking that the older generation wouldn't embrace it, but they've embraced it. Mm-hmm. They've been absolutely fantastic and embraced it. But what you'll find now in, from your listeners is that um, a lot of the groups will continue to meet via Zoom and um, and equally are transitioning back to face to face, which means you know it's 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 been a it's been a it's been an opportunity because by meeting virtually, a lot of people that due to disability or due to uh, geographical limitations weren't able to meet face to face, and now they're actually are in a community. Yeah. By being by by Zoom, Zoom so has the group, actually the groups have started back up. As yes, they don't have to be uh, a closed group. No, no, and, no. And what about what about children? Yeah, so this is a so for for us as an organization, we we don't the the groups that we have are more for carers of parents with kids with special needs or for for example grandparents rearing grandchildren so those are the kind of groups that we have so we we don't really sit within that sort of youth and and child scope but indirectly we are so if there's a grandparent out there that um is needing support there's some fantastic support group out there for you so oh wonderful Wonderful. All right. Is there anything you'd like to see included that isn't that isn't um, on your da- database? Um, from we'd love to see an increase um, of groups. Let's say from culturally and linguistically diverse communities. We'd love to be able to um, be able to support them as well and link members of the community. But there's some fantastic organisations who you know the coal community is their key service delivery. So we partner with them. But I'd love to see more um, support groups in in. Um, in that space. Mm -hmm. And getting back to you, Amanda, what does your job entail? Oh, so I I sort of do a range. Um, Primarily the media and communications. So I do a lot of the branding for the organisation. I um, manage our social media accounts. So if anyone's looking looking us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or LinkedIn, we're just at Connect Groups WA. Um, And I also run one of our um, Seniors in Isolation programs, which is called Hand to Heart. Um, and that basically is a volunteer-run uh, program. Uh, we identify isolated older people within the communities of currently Melville and Perth, um, and we send volunteers out to the seniors' home in order to help them uh, address any barriers that they're facing in isolation and linking them to local services, communities and activities where they can hopefully build some meaningful relationships with the community. Mm. She does a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're really lucky to have connect groups. I used to be associated when it was Wish, 
years ago when I first was doing this program. And um, I think the lady that ran it ended up moving to York and buying a house there. You're right. So you must have known Vicky Davis because I took on from Vicky. So she, she was with Connect Groups, did an amazing job for 17 years. And um, so then I, she, she felt that she had reached, you know, when you just reached the time. So she dedicated 17 years to Wish. So she got it through the new branding to Connect Groups. And then she went and um, moved back to York. And um, she used to sing in a choir. So I believe that she continued her passion Oh, good. Yeah. So that's what happened to her. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, well, that's really great. All right. Well, I think we've covered just about everything. And my guest has been Antonella Segre. She's the CEO of Connect Groups. And also Amanda Muir, Media and Communications Officer. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And um, just a final plug, if anybody is in need, just give us a call. Um, and um, our wonderful, friendly staff will uh, find that group that can support you through your journey. And thank yeah. you so much. And that number again is? 08-9364-6909. Okay. So don't feel all alone. And no. They just maybe help out there. There is. Thank All you. Right. Thank you so much.